Fuck it, fuck it, do it, do boy. it boy. We get the microphones, baby. We get the microphones. Let's Welcome go. to Fair the Burn, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chandler Fair. I'm one of your co-hosts. And my name is Cougar Cobra. And welcome, welcome back to a beautiful day, a beautiful episode that we're having. We set this shit up, baby. And we don't know if you're going to be able to see this at the end of it, but we're here right now. And it's going to be cool. Uh, it's been a little bit since me and Cougar have sat down and had a podcast. Yes, so I'm has. glad that we're going to be yes, back has, yeah. uh, with all of our new moving parts. Well, I'm excited. This this the new video that we got going on. It's good experimenting. We got some maybe cartoons and stuff going on um, that's coming up. So stay tuned, everybody. It's we have awesome. a whole team behind us, yeah, guys. We really do. And we are <laughs> half the team. I'm letting you know. But it's going to be cool because at the end of the day, if you have a team around you, that's what's going to build success. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what's going to build growth, man. Yep. You're not going to get anywhere by being by yourself. That's a bar that I recently spit in one of the songs that I wrote. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a man who knows that he can't change on his own. And you can change on your own to a certain extent, but it's those further people that are going to further you on. Yep. That are going to push you to even a higher level. You need LeBron James, man. Yep. You yep. need that motherfucker who's going to make everybody better. Yep. You need that type of person in your life absolutely so welcome to fair the burn guys welcome. i think this is welcome. i think this is uh, episode 12 now we've talked Dang. about this we've talked about that a little bit yeah. uh and before we get into the main topic of the episode um i just want to give some predictions real quick on this ufc card since we do talk about culture okay let's let's hear it uh have you ever heard of a man by the name of conor mcgregor I haven't. Who is that guy? Mm, mm. He Tell might me a little about him. He might be uh he might be this young 32-year-old stallion from Ireland. <laughs> he might be called the notorious one. He might have a beard thicker than your mama's grits on a Saturday morning <laughs> in Louisiana. But it doesn't fucking matter, dude. You don't think he's going to win? Cuz he's going to get knocked the fuck out by Dustin Poirier. Oh, you think so? 100%. Dude, listen, Connor's great. Um, and he's one of the best starters ever in the UFC, ever, mm -hmm. as far as, like, the thing about it is, like, when a fight starts, a fight is fucking starting. Right. Anything can happen at that point. And too many people, like, kind of play by the rules, to a sense, you know what I mean? Where it's, like, everything in life has established rules that you're supposed to fall into. That it, They're kind of unspoken. Right. It's like, we don't do this, we don't do this. It's when people break those rules that you cross into, like, new creative aspects of the sport. Totally. And really, Connor's done that for a lot of mixed martial arts. And do you have examples of that? Yeah, shoulder strikes were huge for him, which is, like, a recent thing. Oh, um, those like, were, like, not done before? Not to the level that he did to Cowboy, which is interesting, man. Uh, he fought Cowboy in the beginning of 2019 and knocked him out in, I think, like, 47 seconds, something like that. And they, uh, he came out and threw a huge left hand and missed completely. Wild. Because, again, Connor's one of the greatest starters ever. He comes out and just starts throwing. Right. Just wild. And he ends up, uh, they end up in the clinch, and then the clinch is when you're kind of wrestling with your arms, standing, and he starts throwing, boom, huge shoulder strikes. Just, yeah, yeah, and just starts busting up, busting up Cowboy. Wobbled him, gets him back, head kicks him. Mm, right, Drops right. him with, and the left hand that Connor has is, is money, man. It's, it's one of the hardest punches, one of the most accurate punches maybe ever in mixed martial arts. So he can bring a lot of new styles, but when you have someone who has a team around them, right, ah, right. like Dustin, who pushes himself to be someone different and, someone, and to keep growing as a martial artist, he feels more like a train 
that just kept spedding up. Mm. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like that's what. And I've only been following the UFC for maybe like five, six years now. Right. Still, I guess like a good amount of time. But yeah. he just feels like a dude that's just kept getting better, kept getting better, kept getting better, kept getting better. And now he's like at the point where he's fighting Connor and then my fight fight for the title. So it's it's huge, man. It's the trilogy fight. Connor whooped his ass back in twenty fourteen yeah. in like yeah. a minute and a half. Dustin beat him in the second round three months ago. And here we are. Here we are. Dustin's gonna beat his ass again. And in the co main event, this is all you need to know. There's a giant karate guy. Kay. He's like six four. Okay. And oh, he's, damn. he's white, and his name is Wonder Boy. Okay, that's what they yeah. call him. That's it. No, no real name. Just Wonder, Wonder Boy. Boy. That's okay. it. <laughs> and he's facing a behemoth of a man who does Brazilian jiu-jitsu and who can knock motherfuckers out. You got Wonder Boy winning? Oh, I got Wonder Boy all day long. Oh, so you do? Come on. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, the thing is, is he's also, like, a really cool guy. Uh, he's, he's branded the NMF, so they have, like, BMF, like, baddest motherfucker, right? right. He's the NMF, the nicest motherfucker, because he's super nice to everybody. He's like from Kentucky or something and just Southern and just super like, what's up, guys? Like, yeah, cool, (laughs) cool. And then he'll knock you the fuck out in the cage and just head kick you. Uh, Yeah. And if he wins this fight, then there's a good chance that he'll also get a title shot, which would be cool because I followed his career for a while. You think he will? Yeah, Even yeah. Uh, he's behemoth. it's uh, the behemoth guy. He's good. He's good, but he just got knocked out for his first time. Oh, so that's kind of a tricky situation and puzzle to solve. Yeah. Uh, Damn. But yeah, man, I just think uh, can you got Wonder Boy? Wonder Boy UFC. Yeah. Wonder Boy. He's a he's a tricky guy, man. He uh he throws weird shit. He's just super long. He stands. Okay. Super, yeah. Like, look at how long his arms are, man. Yeah, he's way above that ref. Oh, long. Kid, super yeah. long, and so he just stands like super sideways, mm-hmm. like super karate like. And there's three dudes who can maybe mimic his style in the whole world. Damn. And so they bring in the same guy for everybody's camp uh, to like train for him, and his name's Raymond Daniels. That's like the guy who oh, they bring in to train. Right. But they do completely different styles of karate, man. That's like going to be can, interesting. He can give that. you... Oh, dude, it's going to be interesting as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah. There's all sorts of crazy shit on this card, man. There's a guy who does capoeira, which is like the martial arts where people are like spinning and like kicking you and shit, and like oh, doing backflips yeah. and hitting you. Oh, my God. Uh, babe, if you... Do you see that puzzle piece in the top right corner? Right there to the left of it? Click that. There you go. Welcome to the motherfucking podcast. Welcome for the burn, everybody. And we're done talking about fucking fighting because that's all anyone cares about. Now we're getting on to the real shit, Cougar. To the real stuff. What's Uh, the real shit? I have just a simple question, yes or no, and then I think that that would probably be clear enough and we wouldn't have to elaborate on it anymore. Um, Pretty simple. Let's talk Christ. Let's talk Christianity. And I have a lot of nice things to say about Christianity. I really do. That's a hot take. That's a hot take. That's a super hot take. But I also have a question for you. Do you think that Christianity in any way resembles a cult? Okay. Uh, that's a hard question to that's a hard question to tackle. Oh, it's, I just think it's just straight yes or no. Yep. yep. Oh, that's, that's it. it. That's yeah. it. That's all I'm gonna let you, and then I'm gonna judge you based upon just that one answer. No. <laughs> that's my choice. Now what? <laughs> What's your choice now? Do you hate me? Do you love me? We live in a binary world, yes, son. If do. you don't agree with me, I fucking hate you. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, 
so I think before we define a cult, I think that we should define a cult for ourselves. Okay. What when you hear the word cult, what does that mean to you? I think of people being knowingly taken advantage of um, and isolated and psychologically manipulated. But if I had to put it in simple terms, people being tricked into doing something when the person who is getting them to do that thing is knowing that it may not be as true as what they're saying. Mm. Something like that. So actively being manipulated by a leader. There has to be a leader. I would maybe, but also just like people acting together, like the whole like if you see a group of people with like bones on their head, like bowing to a a a fire, that's would be even if there's no leader standing in front, be like, oh, that's cult. That feels like a cult, Mm -hmm. you know, like people doing that stuff together. I don't know. I don't. I because yeah. What do you think? What would you define it as? I think actively being manipulated, definitely seeing just like witchy shit like that, like shit that kind of makes your stomach go, uh, like we talked mm-hmm. about uh, Mariana, Marina. Oh, Marina Abramovich. Marina Abramovich. Yeah, Ambrama that lady. <laughs> uh, we talked about her. And that definitely feels culty, right? Like these people who meet yes. up and they eat cakes that are shaped like humans and shit. Yes. Uh, so definitely that's part of it. I, I do think a group, right? Because you have to have a right. group of people. And I do think that being actively manipulated or, like, tricked, duped, deceived, uh, there has to be some sort of leader who maybe the leader does believe in what they're doing. You know what I mean? Because if we look at some of the great cult leaders of, like, the 21st century, like David Koresh mm-hmm. from Waco, Texas, I believe that he truly believed mm, what he was point. preaching in, in Waco. Right. And he was just kind of an under, uh, uh, like a misunderstood person. You know, mm-hmm. there's been a mm-hmm. lot of facts that have come out, like, since the Manson case, like, about... Uh, shit that they made up for the trial that is like widely discussed now but i do think there has to be a leader right right okay people who have rules right about interacting with others outside of the group yes yes like you can't really interact with people who are far from the group which is i again which is where you get into kind of religion right 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 because i mean if we just want to like go into like christianity right christianity's hard because it's like what is taught isn't always what happens. Right. In the Bible, it's taught that church is a hospital for uh, broken people. It's not like a museum for good people. Mm. There's a there's a there's a that's that's a verse in like Mark, but there's a poem written by a guy named Jefferson Bethke called "Why I Hate Religion but Love Jesus," mm. and that's a line in there is uh, church isn't a religion is it's not a museum for good people. It's a hospital for the broken. So, so, but it becomes a museum for good people, right? It becomes like only hang out with people who go to church. Yes. Don't hang out with people who aren't going to church. Right. But I, but what does the leader teach? You know what I mean? And who is the leader of the church? One well, also, do they believe in what they're teaching? Well, so what is the definition of a cult? Could we read this? Okay, quick? this is going to be good. A system of religious v- veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. So that would, a system of religious, so that would be Christianity technically. What right? is veneration? Yeah, could let's go deeper in that. I have no idea. I, I know what devotion is, obviously, but I have right. no idea what the hell veneration is. Huh. Great respect or reverence. Oh, so yeah, okay. having like reverence for God and shit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, is is 
Christianity a cult or is it churches or cults? And could you have an actual church that wasn't a cult? Mm. Right? Because so Paul, the disciple, the apostle who wrote like the majority of the New Testament. Right. I forget in what book, but he talks about how we shouldn't be of uh, this teacher or this teacher. Like he's like, you shouldn't be of Timothy. You shouldn't be of Paul. You shouldn't be of mm. this person. You should be of God. Mm-hmm. You should mm-hmm. be of Jesus. Right. But it's so many people in today's culture and especially in like American culture where you turn everything into a business and it's yeah. hard for like the government to like, you know, the government doesn't fund churches. They get tax breaks, but they don't get funded. Right. They get funded by their people. Yep. So those well, people who go there every week and pay that goddamn money are part of that business. Yep. And so it start stops becoming a place for broken souls and starts becoming a place where people who can afford to donate start to gather and because it just feels like stereotypically that is not the place that seems inviting if I was a broken soul. You know what I'm saying? Church. Because I've been broken before mm-hmm. and I never once thought that church was appealing to me. I think that there's the concept of the the great spirit or something like that that you've mentioned but like the whole, because once you get into it, and the t- stories you've talked about, the politics that go into it, and h- how you can lose sight of quote unquote God very quickly when you get into the hierarchy of a church, yeah, and just gets kind of blurry and fuzzy, you know. It gets super blurry and fuzzy, and that's where it comes in with also like cult leaders too. You know, what I mean, there's a hierarchy that cult leaders use in order to like gain more power inside of their cults, right, right, and they'll diminish people. Uh, do you know who Warren Jeffs is? I don't think so. Warren Jeffs is the leader of the FLDS. Oh. So okay. those are the polygamist Mormons. Those oh, are the illegals. Yeah. Those are the people who are living outside of the law, son. <laughs> those are the people who are really getting it on. One dude, like seven wives. Does he know their names? We don't know. We don't know. But who cares about those women? But, women don't you know, he he would, like, give people wives. Look at that gross motherfucker, man. He would give people wives? Yeah. Yeah, so Convicted like. Convicted of two felony counts of child sexual assault. Yeah. Fuck and I mean, that. this is part of the church, right? Because, fuck like. That. Yeah, dude. I mean, but like, what has the Catholic Church done, too? The Catholic yeah. Church has covered up <laughs> everything they've done, dude. A lot. This dude's currently, I'm pretty sure, still in prison, Warren Jeffs, uh, because he would like. Life sentence, yeah. He he had. Uh, can you look up how many wives Warren Jeff had? Oh, yeah. And also, I like dude. his sentencing. Life sentence plus 20 years. Good. Yeah. Extra on that. I he like would it. he would give away 13 year olds. That is so. Because they were teaching that, like, if a woman was ready to have a child, why would she not be able to? Why would why would God wow. then? And see, this is the thing, man, like ideology oh that's not right that's not fucking right at all no four no 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 no. he had like like, four official no technical maybe he had like 87 wives like had claimed all these women though yeah 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 like 87 of them and shit oh my gosh so many women but that's the thing is like doctrine is what is used as many as 70 including naomi jeffs what is that number 482 what does that even mean? Right below spouse. Oh, yeah. Will you click on that and go into it? What the fuck? But doctrine is yeah. what is used to control people. And people can use this doctrine such as Warren Jeffs, such as David Koresh, such mm-hmm. as the, this, these different people, and even people who I know mm-hmm. who have like used doctrine against you know me or whatever or other people. And So what is doctrine? 
doctrine is just the teaching of like religious texts, as far as I know. I don't know if it. I mean, people who get their doctorates, right, are like mm-hmm. doctors of shit, and mm-hmm. they are like grand teachers. I don't know if doctrine only includes religious texts, but I know that it does refer to religious texts. So, like indoctrinated, is it? That's a word, right? Yeah. To be to become indoctrinated into is a that, cult. Yeah that, yeah, that that seems to have a negative connotation, and so to use doctrine is an interesting word because. It, even that's it interesting. Necessarily, it feels like that kind yeah. of. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's crazy. You know what's crazy is in the Mormon Church they actually have a book called the Doctrine and Covenants, the D's and C's that Joseph Smith wrote, and so that he was inspired by God to write them, and they're like rules, and that's where they have the rules, like you know about the building of the temples and how the bu- the walls need to go up count- uh, clockwise, right? And the windows right. go on counterclockwise. It's in the D's and C's for that. Mm. Like D's and C's, I'm pretty sure mm. also talked about polygamy. So do you think that the concept of Joseph Smith is any crazier than the concept of Jesus. Um, because I feel like people would believe in both of those things and, or I guess not for, but people would say, Oh, I believe in Jesus, but I kind of chuckle at people who think that the Joseph Smith story is true, even though I would feel like believing in that story is pretty outstanding as well. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I think there's probably equal amount of evidence that they both lived on the earth. Mm-hmm. So they were real people. Mm-hmm. I think that Joseph Smith uh, started something off of Jesus. I mean, they're probably, it's the same amount of faith probably. Right. You know what I mean? Like right. it's, you probably wouldn't take one to believe over the other because if you didn't see it with your own eyes and you're just taking hearsay regardless. Right. For everything. So what, what feels more like a cult? I think they probably feel f- like overall or like Mormons or Mormonism. Right. I think they feel pretty equal to me. It mm. just depends on the church. Maybe there are like some, yeah, it just depends on like location and uh, it depends on that for people too. You know what I mean? Like I hate it when Christians are like, oh, no Mormons are going to heaven. Like, nah, man, like it's mm. what's in your heart. Like you don't get to decide what's in someone's heart and like right. what's true for them or like what's true for the universe, you know? Right, right. Uh, but there are some Christian churches that are more culty than others. And that probably depends on location, probably depends on people, depends on the status of people probably too. Like people who are more financially backing the church probably are bigger invested mm. personally. Right. You know what I mean? So that could create more of a cult-like figure too or a cult-like thing. Uh, like, yeah. And then there are other churches that are probably better about that shit. And they're right. probably not as judgy or they're probably more open or more loose. Just as there is going to be Mormon churches up here where they're super strict and like they're super like, hey, don't hang out with outsiders and shit. And mm. there's going to be Mormon uh, wards in Georgia where there's four of them, right. you know, and they got to be cool. Yep. Because yep. there's only four of you guys in this cult. So you got to be extra cool. So down I, here. I think one of the important things is that what it starts to really feel like a cult is when you're devoting yourself to these things. And then all of a sudden your leader is saying, Yeah, and make sure you're only talking about this subject. That's the only subject mm-hmm. you talk about to anybody else. You don't talk about anything else. And you only talk to these people. That starts to get like. Yeah. Ooh, and it's like that, that, like. And that's the thing about Mormonism, right? Like, one of my friends sent me this, uh, you know what general conference is? Oh, yeah. Okay. She was like, I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, I'm watching a general conference. You should watch. And I went, all right, send me the link. So she sent me the link. And I started watching. Cool. And it was like the the bishop or whatever, the pope, the prophet. Yeah, the big guy. The yep, big yep, guy. The big, the big guy. guy. <laughs> Joe Biden. Joe Biden was on stage, that <laughs> old white bastard. 
And he was like, you know what I love? Come on, man. Anyway. I love ice cream. (laughs) No, but uh, he was up there and he was like, do you know how to be stronger in your faith? He's like, I'm going to give you five steps. Don't talk to people outside of the church. Ask God. Read scriptures. Mm. Wait on your prayers. And, like, ask your leaders. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. It's not about finding shit for your own. It's about confirming what they're trying to confirm to you. Right. And it's like when when a Mormon bears their testimony to you, like they always say, well, I know that the church is true because I feel it in my heart. And I know the scriptures are true because, you know, I know that Heavenly Father showed up to Joseph Smith. And they just say, I know that it's true. Right. Well, how do you know it's true? Right. And that's the thing about Christians is Christians go, well, I need to prove this shit. So there's a lot of people called apologetics. Right. who uh, apologize for God or defend God or write books about God. There's a, a, a great guy named Lee Strobel who wrote Case for Creator and Case for Christ. And he started these books as an atheist. And he was going to uh. disprove God. Bang. Whoa. And he was going to disprove God. And uh, his book actually came from that, and he became a Christian. Because he was like, oh, oh shit, I found out that all this shit is true. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. So Whoa. they so Christians will go, if you don't believe me, like pastors will say this, if you don't believe me, look it up for yourself. But where do they expect you to turn? They expect you to turn to goddamn Lee Strobel. Right. right. Or God loved or God, you know, not goddamn, because that's going to be yep. bad for them. Yep. yep. But they're going to tell you to turn to the good old Lee Strobel or the other people who the write people that who are shit. saying good things right. about what you're talking about. They're not going to tell you, look this shit up. They're not going to tell you that fucking Horace Check this shit out, dude. Okay. I found this out like four years ago, but didn't put any fucking uh, thought into it. Horus, who's an Egyptian god, um, who was supposed to be like the savior of men or something. Uh, Horus rises guy from dead. Uh, there's a Bible study from, from the Bible, okay. of course, right? right? Right, There's a Bible study coming from me right, right. now, too, Bible right. story. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a Bible story uh, where Jesus brings a man back from the dead. Do you know his name? I do. It's a pretty know. famous story. His name's Lazarus. Okay. Lazarus, right? Lazarus. Okay. Uh, and Horus uh, is a motherfucking Egyptian god, and he raised a dude from the dead in the Egyptian scriptures named like Lazar. Whoa. Yeah, man. So what the fuck is th- like? So that's the thing, and like <laughs> all of the shit that we're built on, like Christmas. And this is a really bouncy conversation right now. Mm-hmm. But like Christmas, right? Like right. that was originally a pagan holiday. Pagan shit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. About the sun going to yep. sleep and then rising again. Okay. It's the birth of the su- the actual sun. Right. Like S-U-N. worshiping the sun. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then Christians were like, nah, man, it's the son of God. S O N, son. Is this it? Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, bro. When I found this shit out, I was like, Osiris? He revived a guy named Osiris and Lazarus? That's pretty fucking huh. close. That's pretty fucking close. I'm just saying. Well, wow. Osiris? 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 Like, Osiris. I'm just God, saying, man. Like, it, that's it, weird. There's, there's weird. So what, what does that mean to you? It means that, like, there is a possibility that some of these stories are hoaxed, man. Mm. 
And you have to leave healthy skepticism for everything. Absolutely. You can't just go to church and they're like, this is what God said. And they found this city in where they said it was going to be in the fucking long ago's and shit. And then go, yeah, that's true. And they'll go, look into it for yourself. And you go, okay, well, he's telling me to look into it. So I believe him. Yep. Yep. You know? Well, another thing that is getting into that cult thing again is like, and what you were just talking about, eight-year-olds being baptized. In the Mormon church. In the Mormon church. And so one of our friends, Garrett, talking about being baptized, and the concept is you are cleansed of your sins that you have committed from being a baby to eight years old, and then you now have to behave perfectly for the rest of your life because, like, that's, that's the expectation now. Yeah. That is weird because you have to confess your... Like, you have to be like, oh, yeah, the church is true. I want to get baptized. How does an eight-year-old know that? How does a 20-year-old know that? How does a 30-year-old know that? I don't know. But if you get a kid young to have that psychologically in the back of their brain that they were baptized and that they had said, this is true, this is true, this is true, this is true. Like, if you say something ah. enough, you're going to believe it. Yeah. And so healthy skepticism is, like, needed there because there is a lot of wisdom, but there there's a lot of things that are just kind of looked to the side of and not really addressed and as like kind of a strange practice. Mm-hmm. And that, that to me, when you get into those details feels really cult. Like it's like get them right as they're young and coming up and then you'll have them for the rest of your life. Bro. You want to talk about super young. Let's talk about the Catholic church, bro. In the Catholic church, they baptize you when you're a baby. Mm. They sprinkle water on your head and they say in the name of the father, son and the Holy spirit. And they pour water. They sprinkle water on your oh, head. Yeah. 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 And then you go through a thing called confirmation at 13, where you confirm your baptism. So imagine being like growing up and being like, no, you're baptized as a kid. Like you have to go through confirmation. Right. Yeah. You're set up your whole life to go through confirmation. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're like, all right, when 13 comes around. Because you'll never question that as a kid. I mean, you might, you might not. There's a lot of fucking, you know, there's a lot of Jack Catholics out there. Oh, totally. There's a, there's a, like, as far as like, if we want to go as like. What is the religion where it's most people say they are this and they don't give a fuck? It's Catholicism, 100% to me. Why is that? Just throughout history, and like I know a lot of people who are Catholic who aren't Catholic. Mm. Not even on Sundays, or they'll go on Sundays and they just get fucked up the rest of the time right. or whatever. Like It's a big thing with like the Kennedys. Like All the Kennedys were Catholic, but you know... The, they weren't you, really Catholics. Right. You know what was going on with the Kennedys. Right, right, You right, know those right. motherfuckers died from yep. the CIA, dog. Because <laughs> you know they were screwing up a little bit too much at the church. Because <laughs> CIA stands for Church Indignant Always. Always. And they will indignate your goddamn grave. <laughs> and that's what they did to the Kennedys. That man. is what they did. So... I do believe that the church the is a cult. Not maybe not every church and maybe not Christianity itself, but certain churches. Definitely Mormonism. But here's my question. Okay. Who are or who is the cult leader? Well, it feels like when you're tuning into general conference and every eye of that group is on that man, that seems like where that's coming from. But he would claim that so who's who and we're this we're getting really specific on mormonism but like who is he saying that like he's being led by joseph smith or by christ and so the responsibility the mormon prophet yeah says that he talks to god himself russell m nelson 
and I think this guy, this might be the one who talked about gay people. He might have been like, gay people are cool, which, like, this is the one for me. Uh, mm-hmm. But he says that he talks to God, which at that point, it's like, bro, you don't talk to God. And you know you don't talk to God unless you're a fucking crazy person. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But everyone should know you don't talk to God, just like the Pope. The Pope doesn't talk to fucking God. Yeah. Well, it feels more of just like a like a celebrity that can get up and say, oh, well, we all need to take care of each other. And everyone's like, oh, my God, that is so true. And it's like, yeah, that's true. I could get up there and say that same thing. Yeah. It's very easy to do that. <laughs> it's e- like, you know, so because like the Pope is like, so you're telling me that God has set it up that each time a Pope is going to die, that they can seamlessly have some, oh, hey, another guy that is talked right. to directly by God. Here, you step right in here. You know, I, you guys need to have a vote, though. Weird. You guys yeah. need to vote in the weird. Pope. You guys will know. God's yeah. hand will be on that shit. That's strange. Think about that. They right. have a vote. Do, do they, for, vote? they have a vote for the Pope. Yeah. And they, they like do like the smoke. So they get the, ev- all of the people for the, who are in the Vatican or whatever, right. they gather into one building and they vote on the Pope. And each day that like that goes up, look this up because I want to make sure I'm not wrong on this. There's like a certain color of smoke to be like, oh, we haven't chose the Pope yet. Um, and then the day they choose the Pope, it's a different color of smoke. It's like when the Pope dies, they vote on the Pope. That's true, right? I'm yeah, how cardinals elect popes. They elect them. I did not know they were They're elected. They're goddamn presidents. Yeah, so that's a cult. That's a cult that for sure. Culty. That's that for culty. sure a cult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, even like, yeah, dude, that's so crazy. Even if, if, listen, even the shit you do at a Catholic service, you have to like stand up, say some shit. Sit down, say, stand up, say some shit. Sit down, say some shit. Kneel down, say some shit. Sit back down, say some shit. It's like drank yeah. by, by fucking yeah, Kendrick. Yeah, yeah. Swimming pools. Yeah, and it feels like people will be down with the religion and they will go there and there will be no questions asked of why we stand up and then sit down and stand up and sit down. We'll just do it because that's what everyone is doing. Why? I mean, do you know the do you know the exact reason why they do that? Could you look that up? Oh. Former Money? Oh, he's a former. Oh. What about Russ? Okay. Former, oh, he's a former surgeon. Oh, Russell M. Nelson? Yes, sir. Yeah, he's got money. He's a money man. Hmm. So it's interesting how the prophet of your church has a lot of fucking money hmm. that he may have could given you, to the church. Could you look up his net worth? Could you look up his net worth real quick? Maybe a lot. You got to think. And Yeah, man. Couldn't be that much because he's probably really concerned about, you know, like distributing wealth and like helping all these people. and. Hundred thousand to a million. That's actually not as high as I was expecting. That's pretty good though. That's solid. That's that's but I think of like Copeland, Kenneth Copeland. Can you look up his net worth, Kenneth Kenneth Copeland? Have you heard of him? No. Oh dude, he's just like a that is a cult. He is a guy that wa- goes around preaching the Bible. He three hundred million. His uh what net worth the is three hundred million. He owns a private jet. What does he look like? Oh my god, he's fake. Yeah, that bro. dude's fake. He looks like he's trying to have Ronald Reagan's face, yeah. dude. If you saw the video, I'll have to show you the video of him being interviewed. This inter- this reporter runs up on him and starts asking him about buying his private jet. Does he disintegrate immediately? He's just like like his eyes get really evil and he bro, he and he gets all pissed off cuz he's trying to be nice at first and she keeps persisting. 
Can we watch that? You want to watch that real quick? Sure. That sounds terrifying. That sounds super scary. Kenneth Copeland asked about private jet. Before we get into Kenneth Copeland, okay. I'm very I'm curious about his evil eyes. Okay. Okay. I just think it's funny because at the beginning of this conversation, you said I want to talk about Christ. We haven't yes. really brought up Christ. Mm, it's funny okay. to me how Jesus has a name throughout history that everyone is super sensitive on. How are you, on. sir? Yeah. How yeah. immediately when people hear the name Christ or Jesus, they tense up. And there's something about them that makes mm-hmm. it super polarizing. But to me, Jesus isn't even the leader of all of this shit. He's, he's merely a tool for them to use in their own favor. True. And again, True. I don't know who the leaders of these things are. I don't know if just because you are the pope, that means that you are the leader of the cult. I mean, essentially you right. are, but you again, you have to be elected. Right, right. I think the same thing is true with Mormon mission with uh, Mormon elders too. I think that they elect the prophet. Right. I think that's true, but I forgot what I was saying about all of that. But yeah, it's about Jesus, and it's about how like these people use Jesus in the wrong way. But I think it's funny how he's not even the leader. Well, because to to hate Christianity for people who have taken advantage, I heard this guy use this example. If I watched nine eleven occur and then said. God, I really do not like the Muslim faith, and I think that they're all terrorists. That would be like, well, a small group of people misrepresented this belief system, and now you're going to base your entire, you're going to generalize the entire group over that, and you can't, Mm because people will take advantage of that and justify whatever they want if they want to do something evil. Absolutely. Just like justifying buying a fucking private jet. We'd just like to ask you about why you don't want to fly commercial. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's oh, like getting so into a tube with a bunch of demons. Why do you think well, that? No, no, listen to me just sing. Stop that. Stop that right now. Stop, stop this right now. Stop this fucking video. If someone asked, okay, go back a little bit, please. Thank you, Jenna. If she's coming up and asking you a question, I don't even know what the fuck she's asking. This lady's kind of annoying. I'm not going to yeah, lie yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, But if he I starts commercial. his thing with... Now let me just stop it right here and tell you <laughs> something for a second. That's a man who's prepared. Yep. <laughs> he has rehearsed this answer in the fucking mirror. Yep. Onward, please. Yep. Why have you said that you won't fly commercial? You said that it's like so getting scary. into a great, so with scary. a bunch of demons. Why it do you think worse. that? No, no, listen to me just sing. Not the people. The main uh-huh. reason is because of the need. If, if I flew commercial, I'd have to stop 65% of what I'm doing. That's really the main Isn't yeah, shut it the true fuck that up. you want to fly commercial so that you can... No, keep, keep going. Keep keep going. going. That's, that's what he's luxury? thinking. He's like, no, let me go How do what the fuck I got to do. How much money did you pay for Tyler Perry's Gulfstream jet, for example? Well, for example, that's really none of your business, but... Oh, God! Listen, <laughs> I paid. <laughs> you kind of caught me off guard here, okay? Certainly. Well, if you'd like to come out here, I'd like to give you a chance to, to catch your breath and... And have a conversation. We don't want to. We don't want to catch it off guard. I love Inside Edition. You got to get this now. <laughs> hey, you listen to me. My my wife thinks Inside Edition is. Oh yeah. <laughs> now, thank you, Lord. Help me. Just let me let me pray. Wait, well, let me let me just ask you. Deflecting. A really simple no, question. I mean that's yeah, deflecting. One hundred percent, bro. It's unbecoming He's for an actor. a creature to live a life of luxury and to fly around in private jets. What's your response to that? Very simple. 
It takes a lot of money to do what we do. It takes we a lot of money to be rich. Let's see. This, the latest figures just came out. Uh, 122 million people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me give you another example. Not possible. Last May. Not possible. I was scheduled for Lagos, Nigeria. Can you, sk can you skip ahead a little bit? Way. Fuck this he, guy, he gets, dude. He gets is, he a, is, he a is he a preacher? Is he a preacher? Just, just explain Cougar, is he a really preacher? Yeah. You yep. said yeah. you didn't Okay. Keep going. Hold on. We he have... Kind of to, if you're listening right to Kenneth and Copeland, eat my dick. <laughs> Be aware. Eat my dick because that's what you're doing to his. Yeah. I, um, I had to learn this, He's like I said, he from the Bible he stumbles the whole from way my through. spiritual mentor. Will you skip ahead a little bit more? And, and I'm, are you Abraham? When he said that, his disciples said, they were okay. astonished out of measure oh, because sorry, they were wealthy were, men. They were astonished out of And I understand that. And I love them with all my heart. Yeah, it's, you do. It's your grandfathers yeah, it is. that we're standing on their shoulders. Uh -huh. They held up and they stood for it. Glory to God. He's an actor. But we That's go back good. to the Bible. So she asked him some question, and they, they had like a two-minute cut that I saw of this, but... Um, she asked him this question, and he's like, "That is such a lie! Don't you ever say that!" And he really? like he, he is a really strange character who yeah. is very, very rich. And he's like, "Yeah, well, it takes a lot of money to do what we do. It's like, yeah, it takes a lot of money to be rich as hell and buy pr a lot of expensive shit and fly around and uh, do a performative act in, fr in front of people. We will need to sit down and watch some highlights of his. Is some he of his on? Lectures. Dude, is he like a tele like a TV guy?" He's a he's, he's a, like a TV evangelist. Yeah, like yep, he preaches yep, yep. on TV and yep. shit. Like the Seven Hundred Club kind of. Dude, worse. okay, I, so. this might just be the Hey Jenna, can you look it up episode? But can you look up the Bam preacher? You seen the Bam preacher? No. Dude, I'm about to blow your mind. First of all, that guy, you know that he is uh, crazy, yeah. right? Kenneth Copeland. Yep. Yep. That's the guy. Very insincere. Can you look up a video of this guy? Todd, ben Todd Bentley. If you're out there, Todd Bentley, I want you to bam, 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 me. And we'll know what that means in a second. <laughs> right there. But if someone starts talking, if you ask someone a question, sure. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be it. We'll, we'll find out. Uh, we might Todd, get taken off Terry, of YouTube. This is Terry. Drove here from Montana. Two herniated discs in her neck. Couldn't move. Yeah, go to probably tonight. 110. Probably. There's something about, it comes out of my gut. I don't just decide. People think I just do it. Why does he say bam? No, keep it's it going a manifestation. Here. It's not something I do. It's something that comes out of my belly, and when it happens, power, power, power. Bam, bam, bam. Power, power, power. Bam, bam, bam. There's something there. Yeah, there you go. So these are people We're gonna who... We're going to write a song. That sounds <laughs> cult-like right there. Power, power, bam, 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 power. Bam, bam, power, bam. Power, power, power. Bam, bam, bam. Power, power, power. And then they all start chanting it. Power, power, power. What happened here? He's like, power, oh, power, I got power. these motherfuckers. Bam, bam, bam. She was born in Egypt. Oh, look, here comes my fire truck for the burning service. Come on. But if you ask this guy the question they were asking Kenneth Copeland, Whoa. you know what I mean? Can you go forward just a little bit, please? Just so I want to see him do the bam, bam. There oh, he's so going to get her. He's going to get her. He's going to get her. so many more stories. But you got healed just now. Yes, today. And you got healed oh. of a broken, fractured bone. 
Can you go back just a little bit? Sorry, I think he just bammed him. Where were you broken? Burning service. Come on. (laughs) We're going to be wild tonight. Wow, baby. Todd, there's also this young lady broke her arm in three places and it was healed tonight. Yeah, he's going to bam her. she could not walk or bend 15 years with this cane. And you said the last one, so I thought I'd bring two up at once. Canes, no, I think they're showing that he healed them. He I don't think he's going to do it. Damn it. This is what happens when we're not prepared, so, what, man. So what he's saying, though, is just, that these people had so couldn't walk. You're good. You, you, yeah, you, you have people who were walking with a cane for 60 years, and he did his bam, 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 and now she can walk. This girl had a fractured bone or fractured bones, and he did his bam, bam, bam from his belly, and that was not on his choice. It just comes out of his belly, Yep. and people are being healed from that. Mm-hmm. And they Come pay on. him money. He's on TV. Oh, that's so convenient. So uh, this is what I was trying to say is if you so I want to see Kenneth Copeland not right now, but like yeah, yeah, do yeah. his yes. preaches, oh, right? Or his we'll speeches, right? Again, because yeah. I'm curious if you took that guy, the band preacher, Todd Bentley, mm-hmm. and you said you asked him that same question. Hey man, bam, 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 from mm-hmm. your belly guy, why mm-hmm. you got two hundred million dollar jet with you? Mm-hmm. Why you he's like, Oh, well, we save seventy five million people and you know, well, first of all, let me stop you right yeah, there. Yeah, see. Yeah, yep. yeah, and it's like if people sound guilty, they are. If they're stumbling over their words, they, usually they aren't nervous. Usually they're guilty yeah, if you're like speechless. confronting yeah. them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I just, all those fucking guys are crazy. Yeah. And it's like, these are people who are of these certain people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like of Billy Graham, of yep. this guy, of yep. that guy. And it's like, we need to get back to being of Christ, yeah. of God, of the universe, yep. of love. Not yep. of anybody. The Humans are flawed. Yep. So we only get it right just a small part of the time. So it's good to listen, but it's not good to. Nobody is a hundred percent right on anything, and everyone is sinning to some level and degree. And so these motherfuckers that get up there and make it seem like they are these amazing holy men who know the truth and nothing but the truth, I just know that that's a lie. I don't, that's the only thing I know. You know, is that that a hundred percentness that they have is not can't be real it can't be real do you have a favorite cult leader that to like know about or learn about or like the, kind of a demented question the you'll have to remind me of his name the guy that took the 700 people down to south america jim jones jim jones yeah. so that's kind of a, a the kool-aid people. thousand people kool-aid guy the yeah. kool-aid guy so that's yeah. probably the most well-known one but that one is like Oh, damn, because, like, he relocated these people. They did this big project in the jungle where they set up a civilization. And Jonestown. Then, Jonestown. And then, right, you know, everyone drank the Kool-Aid. They poisoned the Kool-Aid and made everyone drink it. Um, How old was he when he died? Oh, he was 47? Damn, he was young, yeah. bro. I thought he was way older than that. Yeah, I know that, like, especially the, we talked about the f- video or the recording of, like, mm. the night they did it. Oh, the other yeah. day, yep, and yep. it's like it's not a suicide. No, you can hear kids crying in the background, and he's like, "Oh, if your kids aren't wanting to take it, you know, just just encourage them to. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna be on the other side all together soon." And it was actually like, "Oh, this whole facade and this whole bullshit is coming to an end, and I'm gonna kill all of you as fast as I can before we're out of here." And I'm gonna kill the people who are trying to run away. Yeah, and went we and murdered armed soldiers. Like yep, a statesman and yeah. What the hell? That's a crazy story. That's a, that's like a movie story right there. Um, but the a cult to me also is the money, money, money. Mm-hmm. If you say, "Hey, I'd like to talk to you about God," 
and if you would like to talk, if you would like me to talk to you about that, you will have to give me ten dollars. I don't think that that's how God works. God doesn't work by like, okay, pay this man, and then he will bam, 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 and your yeah. arm will be healed. Yeah, I don't know if that's how that works. Christians actually call that the prosperity gospel. So they call it like it, it, it's a. If you look up Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, uh, it says, "For I know the ways." That are prepared for you, says the Lord, and that's ways of, to prosper and right. of like great and like fulfillment. And people try to use that as like tithing. Yeah, the oh. exact verse. I don't know what the exact verse is, but uh, people use it for like tithing. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and to not harm you and to give you hope and a future. And people use that as like tithing. So be like, if you give to the Lord, like he'll give to you sevenfold and shit. And like he has like a way prepared for you. And like if you give, there's other things that they use in there, too, for that as well, that like refer to money. But they also use Jeremiah 29, right, 11 right, right, right. out of context. Yep. Yep. Totally. And my question for you is, is do you think power and money are synonymous? Do you think someone could be in it for power as opposed to money or both? Because if you look at Jim Jones, he wasn't in it for money. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you mm-hmm. look at his profession, mm-hmm. what was he? I can't even remember. A preacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a pastor. He had a church, the Jones, like the Jonestown Church or whatever. Yep. So he's coming straight from a cult, a religious background, leading all these people. But I don't think he had the money ever. Of course, they were probably supporting him Mm. and stuff. But some people, I think, just chase the power, too. And if you're chasing power, I think that is going to inevitably come to you will have to facilitate money. Because that's all it comes down to is when you're powerful, people will say, oh, well, we'll give you this money. Oh, and now we have the resources to build these this big community center in our little jungle. Oh, thanks, Jones. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, yeah, so he probably took, and this is just an example, a, like some percentage of that and was able to keep that because he has power. He True. can do whatever he wants. I think those are tied together, and I also think that normal people don't pursue power. That I don't, I don't believe that. Why not? Because there's literal uh, personality tests out there about what drives you. Right. And one of them is power for people. Like have power over people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Not necessarily because people like want to be like, oh, I want to be the the leader or whatever. But like, so do you know about this personality test? It's by color. I don't like the color test. So it's what drives you. So red is power. It's like power status drives you. Uh, blue is your feelings or your emotions. So what is the definition of power in this? I don't know. We can find out. Uh, white is like peace or peacemaking, like keeping everyone friendly. Right, And then right. yellow is fun. Oh, so okay. I do think that normal people enjoy leading. I think leadership, like trying to have leadership. Oh, what is this? About, th- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, it's like a red, blue, yellow... White, right? Go up, four, go up, go up. four colors. Right. What are what do the four personality colors mean? Yeah, Hartman personality profile, maybe. Yeah, it is the Hartman. I've heard of that. Yeah. Well, but it like, do leaders? I guess th- this is the question. Do leaders want to have power over people? Some do. Like, like a, like a, like a genuine leader. So, say some, like, w- let's use a basketball analogy, like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Does he want power over his? Teammates, would you say? Uh, can I use a different basketball analogy? Sure. Not to completely no, go for no it. and your shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But let's use Chris Paul. 
because he's more relevant because right. yes. we're in yep. the um, beautiful in the finals right now. Suns and five. Suns and five. Uh, <laughs> no longer Suns and four, man. <laughs> yeah. I think Milwaukee's gonna take a game in either th- at three or four, but I, I think agree. the Suns will take another game I'm and then they'll, they'll win at home. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. So let's look at Chris's career, right? Kay. So he starts out in uh, New Orleans, right. I believe, or Charlotte, whatever. I think it was New Orleans at the time. Uh, yep, the Hornets. It was. Yep. Yep. And then he got traded to the Clips. And, like, at in New Orleans, I don't think he was, like, the man, the man, right. you know? But he was still, like, the best player on the team. Mm-hmm. And But he was young. And then he gets traded to the Clippers. And he was the man. He was the leader. And we, as Clipper fans and the Clippers organization, I think, fucking knew that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he wanted power. And he got us to, like, I think a couple of playoff wins. Like, you know, right. just rounds or whatever. But nothing crazy. And then he gets traded to Houston, and it's not really his team. Right. And he doesn't really like that, right? Right. And they don't really like him because mm-hmm. he wants fucking power. So what is power in that situation? What does having that control and having, like, your – in that situation, it's like having your mind be everyone else's mind on the, on the court. Mm. Like, okay. you are all seeing everything the same because you're seeing it through my eyes. And right. I think that's what the Suns are doing. Right. And that's what um, Oklahoma City did last year. Right. Right. When he went there and then the, he brought him to the playoffs. And I think they won the first round there, too. Maybe I might be wrong about that. Right. But that's an NBA player, a person, a possible goddamn cult leader, CP3, right. <laughs> who wants power over his teammates. I, I really think that. Mm. And maybe LeBron to a certain aspect, too. C- but could you use the term influence? Would he want to influence his team? Because can you have full power? Like, Because when you see Chris Paul. Do you say, oh, yeah, he has power over, over all of his teammates. That's why the Suns are winning. I think they're absolutely going to listen to him right, so over anybody else. Influence. And they're coming to power him. Power right? is the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faculty or quality. The, uh, the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behaviors of others or the course of events. So influence is synonymous with power. With okay. power. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Because if someone so, has okay, influence yeah. over you, they have power over they what do you're have thinking. Some power. That's true. That yeah. Is, that's a, yeah, that is true. <sighs> so, yeah, I do think normal people want power, man. And I think normal people are cult leaders before they become fucking cult mm. leaders. So what, f- what about mass power? Because what if you're like, yeah, like, because Chris Paul just wants power over the four guys that are on his team on the court. Okay. So maybe 13 people or whatever. But, like, what if you're like, no, I want, like, I want, like, 20 million people to follow me or, like, mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, what do you think of that? Is that a normal, I don't think it's normal, even if it's good, because I don't know if a human has ever been able, or not even 20 million, say 500,000 people. Sure. Any normal person could influence 500,000 people right now, easily with the internet. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. With whatever niche that they have, they could do something viral, boom. To a sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because viral videos are random as hell. People think they want it. That's the difference, man. People think they want 20 million followers. They think they want 10 million followers. They think they want these things. Yeah, that's true. In reality, you're not going to like it when you have it. No. Because now everything you do is being scrutinized. And when you go out, people are going to want to talk to you. And you don't know these people. And I don't know about you guys, but I fucking hate when I'm out with anybody and anyone wants to approach me for any reason that I don't know. Mm. Because why are you talking to me, man? Even if you're complimenting me. And this is some fucked up shit maybe about me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm out with my friends. I'm right. not really in particularly wanting to 
Like meet new people? Meet new people, hang out. Unless it's like we're going out to meet new people. Does that make sense? Mm. I don't know, man. Like, do you want it to be more like like the in, like someone – like if you go to someone's house and there's someone new that you meet and you're introduced to them directly rather than like in a random interaction with somebody? I think what it comes down to is I just have met enough people. I'm just over it. You're over meeting you new know? people. I look at people now and I'm just like, man, I know what you could become. And right. that's a cult leader. Because mm. it's all inside of us, man. Right. But so I meet these people out of bars, like Tom Graney's, that racist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And I go, <laughs> you could become a fucking cult leader. Mm. And I don't talk to them. Right. No, I'm just kidding. I love talking to people, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the cult leader. Get me to follow these storylines, and I'm totally believing them. I don't know, man. I think mass want for, want for mass power is a crazy thing to think. I don't know if anyone wants it until they're actually like in the motion of it. You know right. what I mean? Like th- until they're in the thing where they're like, fuck, now I have all these people fucking following me and watching me and shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone goes into, you know, I want to have that. So do you think Hillary Clinton didn't want that? Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say too. Like the president is probably the only difference. Cause like these politicians that are, they want it their whole lives, but those people who shouldn't have it either. Right. Like people who want it shouldn't have it. Can we look up the definition of a politician? Have you ever read the definition of a politician? A bitch. A pussy bitch. A pussy ass motherfucker. No, this is this is crazy. That this is McDonald's the, the definition. A hairline, <laughs> motherfucker. I see that fucking golden arch ass bitch. <laughs> fucking big ass M capital bitch. A That's going right up your fucking head. A person who is professionally involved in politics, especially as a holder of or a candidate for an elected office. A person who acts in a manipulative and devious way, typically to gain <laughs> advancement. <laughs> Within an organization. Can you believe that's the definition? And we call these people that, and we don't care. And we love them. And we love them. And we love them. We're like, oh, my God, AOC's my bitch. <laughs> like, what's the thesis? And we're, uh, we are just like, yeah, you deceive us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell, yeah, you deceive us. And you see it openly, and you continue to fucking support these people, yep. man. Like, we could call them tricksters. And we'd be like, oh, my gosh, you, my favorite trickster is this you person. trickster. And I donated $100 to that trickster. It would it, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a different. It'd be a different thing, you know. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I did a hundred dollars to that criminal. <laughs> you know that murderer <laughs> who murdered that guy and like seven hundred others yeah. who just dropped bombs on people in like two thousand eight. I gave him I, money. I donated. I donated some money. Crazy yeah. man. How are you feeling since uh, your new show started? Good. Yeah. Really good, man. Yeah, it's awesome, man. Thank you. I, I, I've been able to be able to elaborate on some ideas that I've had in my head, and I like to ask as many questions as I can and try to lock down a couple facts and, you know, ask questions off of that. But I try not to go too crazy in terms of, like, or at all of, like, I'm not trying to identify with a side or anything. I'm mm-hmm. really just trying to ask as many questions as possible. So it's been awesome. It's a good format. I can get clips from it. Um, it's, I can edit it fairly quickly. So it's and cool. It's about bringing truth, man. Yeah. And yeah. since episode one, I said that's what I loved about you was the fact that you're a oh, real yeah. journalist. You're someone who like Thanks, really man. wants the real truth, no matter what it is. You don't have a side. You don't have any of that shit. Like yep. you don't have any f- affiliations well, or there, agendas. There's no topics that are off limits. I don't. F- I know for sure. I'm pretty sure. I guess I can't say I know for sure, but I'm 100 percent sure. No one could come to a topic, come with me and say, hey, would you want to talk about this topic? And I would be like, nah, no, mm-hmm. that's off limits. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because it's not interesting or something, but like 
I'll talk about anything. Because it's important. If it's important, you what the fuck? To. We have to. You yeah, have to. you have to. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. I'm, I'm excited. And it's, with a, it's a great format, man. Like, just the way that you have it set up. Like, even down to the angle and the lighting that you have, oh, I feel like it's super modern and just, like, yeah, yeah. hip to a sense cool. that doesn't annoy me because oftentimes things that um, are super hip, I don't understand, mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm an old man who needs you to get a porch and a shotgun. You were, you were yelling at those kids on the hoverboards the you other day. You get off those like, damn hoverboards, <laughs> you seven-year-old. Use your feet. <laughs> yeah, that's me, man. I, just, I don't understand this fucking shit, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I understand dicks and tits and shit and getting on stage sometimes, man. That's what I understand. That's it. I really don't, man. I don't preach, get this baby, shit. Preach, baby. I don't get this shit, man. Like, the fucking, we're out here today in this goddamn century, dude, and people are just like, man, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I think that's where we can wrap it up right there. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our first video recorded session of Fair the Burn. Talking Colts, talking love, talking life, Christ, culture, and the other sea. Thank you, Jenna, so much for searching us. Corruption. Uh, Jenna, my girlfriend, she just Googled every single bit of information that we didn't know, which is mostly all of it. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Love you all. Peace.